Ladies and gentlemen, it's Hebrew Laura and Rosenberg. Less Laura, though, she's not feeling too well, but we got John B. Yeah. Yo, What's up, y'all? John B. is Thanks back. Thanks for having me, y'all. I don't know if back outside is the right way to frame oh, this, but man. let me know. Is this officially like a reemergence for you? I mean, I ain't gone nowhere, bro. I'm like one of the they hardest working. don't know. I'm like one of the I hardest working guys. <laughs> uh, I'm one of the hardest working R&B artists in the game, so yeah. I ain't going nowhere. So you've been, <laughs> you've been, you'd been working this entire time, but it does seem like you're having your media presence. I saw you did Budden, uh, you did Tamara Hall the other oh, day. Yeah, you're well, you're put, definitely outside. We're about to put a new record out. So right. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Promo run is official. Official, yeah. We got the new single available right now, though. It's Waiting on You, featuring Tank. Um, shout to Tank. Big Great shout, guy. my brother. You know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, man. It's so nice um, to be back, though. So for sure. so if you didn't. If you didn't actually live John B. in the late 90s, right, which was a great time, and you're a young kid now just on the Internet, you may see John B.'s name pop up. They may not know that, like, you're one of them official R&B dudes, though. Thank you, man. Do you Now, do, do you feel any of that from the young generations where they kind of think you were like a novelty act of some sort? Um, I don't know, man. I mean, when they sample your music, it's just showing love. So there you go. I just I'll take it however I can. However it goes. And that's been cool. The sampling's been pretty cool too. I mean, you've been yeah. you've popped up on it's a, a bunch new of way of being remembered. You know what I'm saying? Which is dope. Um. So what was so during those years where you were not as active with dropping tons of music or where people didn't see you? Tell us a little bit about the work you were doing. You're a prolific writer. What what has the John B? We're, we're going to go back to obviously the '90s, but tell us about the last 15 years or so. What has John B been doing most? Well, of the I've time? been independent, so it's been a different thing to push yourself and to mm. not have a corporate structure behind you that's pushing you and promoting you and making sure everything is working. You know, um, it's a it's a mechanic mechanical process that you really have to be a part of the, the inner workings of what's going on in your life, you know, in your career. So. I'm doing the writing, producing, engineering, you know what I'm saying? We, my wife does all the booking. Um, so, you know, we keep it in-house. It's, it's a family affair. It's a family affair, you know. So, yeah, it's working for us. You um, you had, uh, I mean, they don't know. Um, uh, are you still down? Those are, are those your two biggest hits? I'm a don't talk guy myself. Don't talk? <laughs> I'm a don't talk guy. <laughs> Yeah, and then I do what you say, boo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there yeah, you go. You know? Yeah, someone to love with baby someone face. Someone to love. That's that was the saying. first one. That was yeah. the first Grammy nominated one. Yeah. What did that mean as a young music guy? Because you come from a music family. Like your your mom mm. had some yeah. music sk and dad, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, what did that mean to be able, like, when you started to go on your professional music journey to get embraced by, you know, baby face and be able oh, to man. work with these people? It's wonderful, you know, um, when you get to work with your influences or people that you admire and collaborate in that way. Creatively, I was really advanced from my age. I was recording and engineering everything myself. So mm -hmm. I came with fully, you know, pretty much finished records wow. to the game. So it was easy for him to kind of like just dust off a little bit of the, you know what I mean, the edges. And smooth just, out yeah, the smooth rough edges. Out the yeah, rough edges, yeah. as they say, right? Um, and that's what he did for me on my first album. But he really laced me with the first two dope singles, which was a blessing to have him guest on my first song, obviously, you know. Uh, that was a big deal. How old were you then? I was 18. Wow. Yeah, I, I think the record actually came out when I was 19. So, um, yeah, I wasn't even legal for clubs yet. <laughs> you know I mean? and, you were on, and you were on his wife's label? Is that what it was? Uh, 
I was on the Edmonds Record Group label. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. <laughs> got it, got it. But so you were very involved with everybody. But I was though. also signed through Sony Epic Records. So that was really a, Yeah, amazing. I picture your records is just Sony Records. Yeah, Sony yeah. Epic. Uh, um, 550 right here on 57. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, man, it's, it's a beautiful thing to have that experience. You know, it really was. It's, it was, I mean, just blew my mind from the time I stepped on the first Learjet ever. I, got, I ever got on the Sony Learjet with Babyface, you know, to go sign my deal with Tommy Mottola. It's like, it's, As a kid. it's pretty surreal, you know? And then from that to working with Tupac Shakur in the studio, New Edition and After Seven and Tony Braxton and Luther Vandross and Michael Jackson, you know what I'm saying? You, you worked with Michael in studio? Um, no, or he no? wasn't in the studio. You wrote but, for him, though. Well, what what I did do was I was asked by him to remix his song, You Are Not Alone. Um, and that was an amazing opportunity to just work with just his vocals and just create the track again. Crazy. Yeah, and then he called the studio. I was like, huh? I love it. You know? Oh, you've got, wait, this is our favorite thing. You got the Michael Jackson phone call? Oh, yeah. I got we the love Michael the Michael Jackson, Jackson phone call. What voice, did he, what voice did he use? What voice did he use? It was a, it was a, it was a nice... He gave like you the high he, he didn't. He didn't give it too high. It was just not, 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 not a lot of bass in there. You know okay, what I'm saying? Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> yeah, we get different versions. Yeah, you, you hear, so what did he? So, so how did that? Let's let's start with that. How did the "You Are Not Alone" remix come up? Come about? He well, literally we, someone reaches out from Sony we were and's like Michael. by the same manager at the time. Wow. So Sandy Gallon and Jim Mori were his management. Gallon and Mori, um, and my management. So they actually got the call from Sony, and I believe it was. Um, the head of the head of uh, 550, Polly Anthony at the time, she asked me. She called me. She said, "Do you want to remix? You were not, you were not alone." And I was like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> I remember it was um, actually right after we did Jay Leno. Me and Babyface did Jay Leno. And what a I, time in life! I you mean, were right that then, was bro. I was absolutely like I was on cloud nine right there, and um, you know, getting to sing with him was absolutely a dream come true. That song, first of all, just recorded, but then let alone be on Jay Leno, it was pretty official right there, right? But then that, that's right after that, I got the call from Polly, and she was like, do you want to remix You Are Not Alone? I was like, absolutely. So we got in there, and I think it was um, actually Mike Dean helped out a little bit with that. Shout too. to he Mike played, Dean. Yeah, big shout out. He played bass too, on yeah. that, you know? Wow, really? <laughs> We're always in the studio together back then, so we used and, it in the same studio. So. And then... Michael hears a version of it and calls you? Yeah, so Michael heard it while I was um, in the studio working on other stuff. And uh, he called me. He says, I just want to let you know I really like where, how, you know, the direction it's taken. And, you know, I was just like, okay, thank you so much, man. It's such an honor to talk to you, you know. Just chopped it up real quick. And, That's yeah, pretty cool. It was I, a blessing, yeah. I'm glad you jumped to the mic thing and brought up Pac, too, because I, I wanted to get there because I read yeah. that. You had a great relationship with Pac before he passed. Yes. Which yes. resulted in you getting the verse on our, you still, no, how did that actually? No, bro, that's completely wrong. <laughs> Tupac and I knew each other from How Do You Want It, um, the video shoot. Right. And um, two weeks later, he called me up and he said, come down to the studio, Can-Am Studios. So I came down to the studios and we wrote, and recorded the song are you still down right mm. there we wrote it together in the studio with the paper the so wait how do you want it you were just in the video no i wasn't i just came down you were just there just, just, just chill just, yeah with casey and jojo you were just hanging with them i was just hanging with them, hanging with them. Yeah. yo what a time in life bro. I mean, that yeah. video set was it was things happening yo <laughs> 
So yeah, no, I, I don't want people to think I, I work with his voice after or something like yeah, that. Yeah, no, this was a man happening. in the studio yeah. for real with me. You know yeah. what I mean? So well, wait, it's I mean, complicated though. He was producing me and telling me how to sing the song. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Saying, nah, sing it like this, John. You know, girl, it's all right, baby. And I'm like, girl, it's all right, yeah, like that, man. Okay, like put that thing on it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that was so. Tupac. But it's confusing for people, I think, because then they put out an "Are You Still Down" Tupac album later. Correct? That's his mother that did that because right. that was the last song that he recorded and he never played. God, so that's, so but that's, the, com but that's the complication, up. right? Because that song's called "Are You Still Down," but you made it with him in yeah. real life. Yeah, it was wild. It was a, it was a send off, bro. It was a send off. You know, with the last thing we said to each other was, um, you know, he was like, um, he said, uh, "This is my crossover joint, man." And this show, this show, song for the hood, bro. And I was like, Shh, "What? You serious? Oh, this is about to oh, be." Oh, so he saw it for you as an opportunity, and for him as a different opportunity. Absolutely, he was like, "This is how we're gonna communicate." This is the new communication. You know what I'm saying? Let's just collaborate, bro. Let's get it. And he was going to, you know, but let's just, I'll leave it at that. I might start tearing up. And, man, you know, it still touches me like that because it was, um, it was so, so short. Man. And it's a weird, I, I always find it to be an interesting experience when people lose someone but they weren't best friends, but they were close in that But they moment. were connected, though. Right, and, you, and specifically around their death. Like, you right. were, at that moment, y'all were homies. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot of camaraderie in that studio that night, you know? And even at the video shoot, like, I played them some tracks. And Casey and JoJo and Johnny J were there, the producer of Are You Still, Still Down, the, the, the track, at least. Um, and I was playing my tracks and Pac started vibing to my tracks and freestyling and right in front of me. And I'm just like, oh, I was singing along, kind of like just just vibing. And Casey and JoJo on the side co-sign like, oh, you got one there. You better get in the studio and record that, man. You know? <laughs> so, and you're still, what, you're how old at this time? I'm, shoot, that was um, 95. So I'm 20, I think 21, maybe. Crazy. Wow. And Tupac's a kid too, though. Basically, only a couple years older. He was 20. He was 24. 26, I think. 27. No, he died at 25. That was two weeks. 25. So he's 25. 25, yes. No, both kids. So when you, as your journey, right? Like all of that stuff you just told us Michael Jackson, Babyface. Yeah, like yeah. Our, the journey's beautiful, right? Yeah, thank you, man. Um, you know, for a young person today who, you know, the music industry is very different now. Right, mm -hmm. um, it's harder to it's harder to see success that you know, but people have like streaming. It's right. easier to think, get in. It's easier it's, to get in. You think it's, it's harder, harder to for people to see success, really? Well, I, I mean, mean TikTokers are getting success, like TikTokers yeah. are getting famous overnight, and getting YouTubers yeah, are getting paid millions of dollars a month. I mean, what? Mm. What do you What do you mean? Like, well, no, meaning like you had like real. You were like a household name. Yeah. There's a lot of people who are successful in your phone. Right. right. Oh, I see you what you're saying. saying. I see. That real establishment. Sustained, well, I think that know, comes with time. That go. comes with time. You right. know what I'm saying? It really does. It comes with time. And it comes with consistency of being sort of a fixture in people's life in a certain okay. way. Consistently. Don't just write a song that makes me believe you that you want to be in love and then put the song out. It's like, oh, I cheat on you and I get this right. done and blah, blah, blah. And I'm, you know, so it's almost like you can't contradict yourself. Right. Because once you do that, they'll move on to the next person who's going to tell the truth. You, you know, yeah, tell yeah. the truth, man. That's all I say. Tell the truth. Um, and that's what I try to do with my music, man. You know, I don't try. That's what I do with my music. I tell the truth. Do you, know? you did you in your journey, um, 
you know, when you get the high highs and sustain that. Talk about sustaining when things ain't the same anymore and you have yeah. to, you have to be like a work like you well, said you touring and you still out here and yeah, you're, it's yeah. a business and you're working like it's actually yeah you know um the travel is the the main part i think that is the real effort that you make to get to where you're going you know right. what i'm saying literally get in the car go to the airport check in get on the plane get to where you're going do the show do the same thing again the next day and it, you know, it is tiring, but you get this rhythm for it. And it's like, if you're willing to do the work, it's going to result in good results. It's going to be, right. people are going to see you, you know? And it's it's a trip that people, um, you know, still come out to the shows and they're sold out and they're singing the songs. And it's like 30 years later, I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm surprised. But there's a part of me that's sort of like, no, it's because you you still care, you know. It's because you're out there singing your heart out, you know, for him. Like literally, like to you ain't got no more voice, and you got to right. move on to the next and do it again. But that almost goes back to Ebro's point of like, yeah, yeah. you're an actual musician. Yeah. You didn't do yeah. this. You didn't do this to have a hot moment. No, in no, the nineties, no. you did it to go. I'm gonna be this. I'm gonna go on this journey. It's the craft of making music. You know what I'm saying? It's the craft of songwriting. It's the it's um the act of singing in front of people. Well, for people really, because that's what I do. I sing for people. And um, once you you sort of become this this you know conduit for the energy to, to pass through you to go through you flow through you, it's it's really about a relationship I have with my fans, man. It's not just about being the star in front of the fans, you know. I think that's if you know people tune into that, that there's a relationship going on here, you know. That it's like you, you definitely have like a more, I think, um, a connection with your listeners, you know, and. I like to believe community. I do, you know. You yeah, community. you build a community around yeah. you, absolutely. Believers that'll support you on your next project when it comes out, if, even if it's not promoted so well or whatever, you know, it doesn't get it, whatever. So, yeah, it's beautiful to have people show up, man, you know, for real. For me. Has, have you felt a, um, it feels like there's been a bit of a R&B resurgence recently, oh, both of current music and... With the lovers and friends shows, all these different yeah, usher yeah. halftime, it just feels oh, like. Yeah, yeah. Are you feeling that moment? Absolutely, as well? absolutely. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I mean, there's so much great talent out. Both, you know, new talent. That's I'm just hearing first albums or second albums. I'm loving them from these new artists, and at the same time, these guys were still putting it down. You know, from from the '90s. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, everybody's doing their thing. It's, there's a lot of music out there that's inspiring to me. That makes me hunt for new sounds and new ways of, you know what I mean, cooking up, so, yeah. Well, do your young ones know? Do, do, do your kids know what dad is out I mean, here? Yeah, they're out here with me right now. You Got know, it. They, so they, they see, see the hoofla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's We're knee deep in it, baby. You know? and, and do you, uh, have they, you know, like your parents did for you, I'm, I'm sure there was some, you know, mom wanting you to get on the piano and do your lessons and all she of that. She tried that. You? My mom is actually, well, she used to be a piano teacher for right. many years, and but she couldn't get me to, read the music and to, she thought I was reading and I was just memorizing it and playing it by ear. She's like, That's wait, we'll go play that part. I'm like, I don't know that part. <laughs> <laughs> so some of the piano playing came naturally for you? Or oh, yeah. It was all, you know, sort of like intuitive. I taught myself and and it came naturally, yeah. Can you read music now? No, no, no. I can't read all music, feeling. but I can play, you yeah. know, play. I can play the hell after them keys, baby. And what, about the, and what about your young ones? Same thing um, for them? They're, they're musical. They sing a lot. You know, none of them play any instruments, but it's... My daughter actually picked up the guitar and really started learning chords and everything. So that's kind of cool. 
That's her beginning. She, she right. wants to take up the bass, too. So. But no pressure, no pressure. No pressure, no pressure no man. Pressure. Yeah, do it at your pace, especially when your father does it for, you know, I don't want him to feel the extra pressure. Right. Yeah. You know what was my joint for, uh, uh, my, another joint of yours that I loved around, the, around 2000? Um, lifting me up. Oh man, that was you, was man. that high was that high tech? You know what's so crazy? That song I never officially came out. It just got lit. It just it got, got leaked, um, right? leaked. Man, thanks for saying that, bro. Oh, that's, I'm, that, I don't I'm know a how huge, I had it even. It was a bootleg. I know, but. right? But thanks for man. I need to put that out. And every time I see high tech, I'm like, "What's up with lifting me up, man?" Oh yeah, that. So it was high tech. Yes, it's I was high tech. I was yeah, because it's the blast, right? It's the blast. That's why I was probably playing. So oh, high tech. Because it's the blast beat. Yeah, it is the blast. Oh yeah, it has the same baseline. Yeah, oh man. But it has another. It has another like riff. I'm gonna put it out. We we gonna do it. We gonna do it. Lifting me up was a joy. But you know who I'm? I'm so hyped that I worked with recently, y'all. Premiere. Whoa, whoa, yo! Whoa, I got whoa, a joint whoa. with Premiere, Primo, on Premier, this upcoming album. Like, nah, it's, it's hopefully it's on his next project. Okay. I'm guessing this is a Brady Watt connect. It is a Brady. Because Watt I saw connect. Brady produce you know, on your single. Big up Brady Watt for the new single. Yeah, he produced the track "Waiting on You" for me, and um, he sent me the track, and I just I wrote the song in like one day, completely like one train of thought, like from beginning to end. You know, just. A moment and mm-hmm. caught it instead of it being like a drawn out process for like two weeks or something like that. It was, um, yeah, it was the only song on the album that was like that. And then he connected you with Primo. And then after that, yeah, we we hooked up with Primo. I came to the to Primo studio and I started playing the keyboard, and uh, he came and he said, "What's that?" And I was just like, "I'm just playing some shit." He's like, "Record that right now." And so Brady got on the bass and I started playing. He's, you know, he's kept the, the chords progression out of that going, you know, and he just like sampled it. Man, he sent me what he sampled on my keys with Brady's bass, with the drums, with the primo drums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he did the scratching on it, bro. I'm were you always? I'm a big, such a fan, so I'm I'm geeking off. Were you always a big hip hop head too? Absolutely, I was a big Gangstar fan. You know what I'm saying? Um, and everything Guru did, like the Jasmine Taz albums as well, you know. But anything Primo did, you know, I was on it. So it's yeah. so funny, Lil Dap funny? and all that, man. The group you know, it grew, yeah, it's yeah. so funny that it's like surprising for me to hear that because I'm like, well, you're an R and B singer. Oh no, that <laughs> trust me, like <laughs> of course I, you wouldn't be the first one to tap. I mean, but like you know, I I tried to make my album show that love for hip hop. You know, I wanted to work with A Z. You know what I'm saying? And not not just the mainstream guys, but you know, some of the guys that. Were dope too, just as dope, but didn't really, you know, cross over. They weren't like getting that, there. Yeah. yeah, they didn't cross over yet. Um, so Nas, of course, you know. Um, I mean, even like in the dancehall areas. Well, I went out to Jamaica and worked with Beanie Man, and mm-hmm. uh, that was a really culturally that was the most amazing trip I've ever been. Why on is that? Because it was just such an impression on me. You know, I'm such a Bob Marley fan as well. You know, and um. You know, getting to see his home in Kingston and go to his home and, you know, see the rooms that, you know, he lived in and all that. It was, I took some of that energy with me, you know what I mean? And um, so, but in in terms of working with um, Beanie, you know, we went to Studio One, a very famous, very famous studio in uh, Kingston, Jamaica, and recorded a, a remix for the song Pride and Joy I had out at the time. And um, then we worked again together on 2004 on a song called Every Time. And we put that out as a single and everything. So that was some nice little different kind of vibe for me. To you do. and the wife going to take in the uh, the Bob movie? Drops this week? Absolutely. absolutely. It's out now, yeah. It's out right now. Yeah. Right? yeah, it's out. Yes, we are. 
You know that. I've got to represent. Listen, man, it's just great to meet you. It's great to see you in such Good a positive you, space. It's, Thank you so much. The man. fact that there's music that you're, you're continuing yeah. to drop, and it's a great time, as Rosemary pointed out, with R&B, but also with just where streaming is at and your ability to get direct to your fans. Too, hey, man, know? is it? Has that been, it's, that experience it's incredible. has probably been really great. That's incredible, and I love the fact that that's what is new about this age is the the transparency that we have with our fans, you know what I mean? The communication we have with our fans. So, yeah, if you're not, um, if you're not uh, too shy, you know, to be, to get on the gram and just be like, holler back real quick, it's it's a beautiful thing, you know, to do. And um, it's still new to me, you know, I still get used to it, the whole TikToking thing and everything like that, but it's fun. I mean, my, my actually, that's something my 16-year-old daughter has put me up on game with, you know what I mean? She's like, nah, dad, this is yeah, how I'll you do that. Your right, right, exactly. Yeah, you don't want to post like that. People don't say that. <laughs> no, 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 it's a trip, though, man. Um, yeah, it's a different, lot, lot of different platforms to rock with, and um, a lot of different options for people, so I feel like people should feel very inspired to believe in themselves right now, just believe in what you're doing, because they're there's a lot, a lot of, you know, ways now. You know what I'm saying? That's not just one way, you know what I mean? Or a couple ways. There's a lot of ways. So, yeah. yeah. Keep shooting your shot. John, John B. B. Give it up, Album man. soon. Yo, let's play that new single, man. Run hey, that. man, thank you, Intro, brother. intro the single, bro. Oh, man, this is my brand new single featuring my brother from another, the legendary R&B guy himself, Tank, is on here with me. Brady Watt on the track. Big up yourselves, you guys. Thanks so much Thank for having you. me, y'all. Of course, of course. Appreciate so you, man. Thank you.